Don't pay retail for your diamond engagement ring or gift. Come to CleanOrigin.com. Founded by a leading family in the diamond industry for more than a century, we're experts in lab-grown diamonds because that's all we do. Clean Origin, the only diamond jewelers who give you a 100-day, no-questions-asked return on your purchase. Head to CleanOrigin.com or one of our retail stores and mention code RADIO10 for 10% off your purchase. That's CleanOrigin.com, code RADIO10. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Can I make my side softer? Can I make my side firmer? Whenever I want? Can, Can we, we sleep, sleep cooler? Sleep Number does that. Cools up to eight times faster and lets you choose your ideal comfort on either side. 94% of Sleep Number smart sleepers report better sleep. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. A single mother of two vanishes, just as a winter system brings a week of frigid temperatures to the city of Mansfield, Ohio. There was snowfall and lots of lots of slush and a wintry mix that was coming into the area. When investigators retrace her last steps, they unravel an unexpected trail of corruption that leads to murder. It appeared to be a hand sticking out of the ice it was just unusual. Will a frozen discovery lead investigators to the killer? Cold always helps preserve things. If the weather wasn't as cold as it was, they would have never have had that key piece of evidence needed to solve the case. In Richland County, Ohio, nestled quietly in the western foothills of the Allegheny Plateau, is the small city of Mansfield. You know, Mansfield is about 45 miles south of Lake Erie, between Columbus and Cleveland. And if you drive this area and you just look, there's all sorts of farming, agriculture going on, small businesses, you know, blue collar. This is middle America. Although the area generally experiences all four seasons, the winter months are some of the coldest in the entire state. Winters can be very cold and bring with it a mix of rain, snow, and sleet. Temperatures routinely get below freezing in the winter, and frequent cold air from Canada, along with lake effect snow, is common. There's a, actually a line, and it's five degrees warmer in Columbus than it is in Mansfield. It is the coldest place in the state of Ohio without question. And in the winter of 1988, the people of Mansfield have been enduring some typical freezing temperatures, especially that January. In late January, there was a stretch of lots of snow and ice and cold for weeks. But as temperatures start to rise, a malicious crime is soon revealed, one that will astound the residents of this city for years to come. Around 2.30 p.m., with the temperatures finally reaching above freezing, the Richland County Sheriff's Office receives a panic call. A man on the phone says he's with his troop of Boy Scouts, and he thinks they've discovered a body in a creek off Possum Run Road. Deputies quickly respond and meet the troop. They meet them in an area that's extremely rural. 
really there's not many houses around. And they meet in this creek by a bridge. They were down there collecting trash and other sorts of items from along the riverbank. It was part of a project that the Boy Scout troop was involved in. And as they did, they came upon what they thought originally was a mannequin. It appeared to be a hand sticking out of the ice, and it was just unusual. So they called the sheriff. The boys take the deputies down to the partially frozen creek. The weather had been very cold up to that point. We had just been in, through a cold snap of about a week in which many of the streams and ponds would freeze. They immediately see the partially submerged body of a woman encased in ice in a creek. The body was right side up, and she was covered with ice and snow. I think there was a little bit of running water, but generally it was all frozen. They wonder if this could be Margie Coffey, a 32-year-old divorced mother of two who went missing 10 days earlier. Marjorie Edna Remy was born on November 4, 1955 the fifth of six children. Margie grew up on a farm in the lower part of Richland County in the Belleville-Butler area. Her family was from the area. She spent her youth attending church and mostly working on the farm with family. Margie was a, a very gregarious child in terms of uh, dealing with her siblings, but uh, involved with other people, she had a tendency to be a lot sh more shy and removed. But in high school, Margie hung out with some mischievous teens who soon introduced her to the nightlife of the city of Mansfield, just 15 miles north. It's a completely different world when you get to Mansfield. Unfortunately, there are people that are unscrupulous, and she got into the wrong crowd. In her late teens, Margie stopped going to church, and what she did was move to Mansfield to get away from the farm and the family. Unfortunately, once there, Margie met a man who took her down the wrong path. When Margie was uh, 19 or 20, she became involved with a man that was pretty violent toward her. And she then, as part of that, came engaged in prostitution. Then in 1975, Margie gave birth to a baby girl. Her daughter gave her courage to escape her lifestyle and child's father. Luckily, her abusive boyfriend wound up in jail on drug charges. She was able to move with her daughter to a neighboring town and be on her own. She kind of cleaned everything up and changed her life. Hoping to have a chance for a real family, Margie met and married a man named Stephen Coffey on December 2nd, 1978. But there was a lot of turmoil in that relationship. And in 1981, uh, after they had been separated for a significant period of time, they divorced. During the marriage, Margie had an affair and was pregnant with her second child, a little boy who was born later that year. She was actually very excited about the child. Uh, she had wanted another child and was very happy to be a mom again. She wanted to get her life back on track. She had the two kids and she wanted more for them. So she moved back to Butler to be with family. Margie adored her children and she was going to do whatever it took for her to provide for them. 
and to make them a better life because she did not want their life to be what hers had been and had gone to that dark side of living. Over the next several years, she made some major life changes. Margie worked part-time cleaning houses and started taking night classes to earn a college degree. I know her mother was very helpful. Took care of her children while she was gone. She was either working or going to school. So she had a uh, pretty good home base. She even went back to church and became a Jehovah's Witness. Margie was a genuinely sweet, kind person, and she was just uh, very excited about where her life was headed. But now, after missing for 10 days, Richland County deputies are looking at a female body frozen in the icy waters off Possum Run Road. They have no idea if this is Margie. And if it is, what happened to her? Deputies immediately call homicide detectives. Richland County investigators are soon joined by multiple agencies in one of the biggest cases the area has ever seen. Nobody could believe that this type of crime could happen in their small city. But will it take the wintry weather to help them get to the truth? Weather can sometimes be the key to solving a case that seems unsolvable. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So... What makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill. Patio. Sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. In late January 1988... Richland County deputies in Mansfield, Ohio, have found a female body frozen in the icy creek waters off Possum Run Road. Police fear the body could be 32-year-old single mother Margie Coffey, 
who has been missing for 10 days. The previous week, a distraught woman named Marjorie Remy came into the Butler police station to file a missing persons report on her 32-year-old daughter, Margie Coffey. She said she left the previous afternoon to go to her college classes, but she never came home to her two young children. Her mother was watching the two children, and Margie has a regular a pattern of behavior, drive to the school, after school's over with, come home, and that didn't happen. She spent as much time as possible with her children, so it would be completely out of the ordinary for her to have deviated from that pattern. Marjorie tells police that sometimes Margie stopped at a restaurant called Mr. T's in Mansfield after class, but she always came home afterwards. Butler police are familiar with Mr. T's. Mr. T's, it's open 24 hours, and it was a place that uh, a lot of law enforcement officers would stop because you can get a coffee anytime you want. Marjorie's mother was also worried that her daughter could be out there in freezing temperatures with no jacket or coat. Margie's mother had, had given a pretty detailed description about how she was dressed when she left home. She had on a purple sweater, but she had a scarf that had like rainbow colors in it. And she also was wearing blue jeans and she had the pull-up leg warmers over top, and she had high-top red tennis shoes. If you're outside in temperatures below freezing without proper attire, you can easily succumb to hypothermia. It can be very dangerous. Since the Butler police were a small department, they teamed up with the Richland County Sheriff and the Mansfield police to search for Margie. My thought at the time was she's probably just going off somewhere and she'll be back in a day or two. I was hoping to find out some good news and locate her. Now, nine days later, detectives from the Richland County Sheriff's Department arrive at Possum Creek Run to inspect a female body frozen in the creek. The body was found in a depressed area which uh, the creek flowed through. You wouldn't have seen that from the roadway at all. If the Boy Scouts had been going down that creek four or five days before, they probably would have never seen this because of the ice and snow. The weather had been very cold up to that point, and it was a sunny day, and water was starting to move again. The body is in the center of the creek, right below a bridge. Where the body was found, did not indicate that she could have washed down the stream. We didn't have that melt that had happened. It just started to melt, and uh, so there was not the flow that would move a body. I suspect that it was uh, pretty stationary, and the ice and snow uh, maintained that uh, location. Because of the condition of the body, they have no clue how long she's been there. I've been in many crime scenes where rigor mortis has set in, and the body's stiff. Well, the ice, you, you couldn't determine because of the frozenness what the situation was. But the temperature is also extremely helpful. This was a pretty fortunate situation for law enforcement because 
Her body wasn't like floating in running water. Her body was frozen in a block of ice. And that kept the body almost uh, pristine. Uh, you, you have very identif identifiable features. The body was not decomposed. But they worry that any trace evidence is long gone. Evidence will wash away, especially washes away in a, a river or a creek. So those type of things are very crucial. Detectives can tell the woman looks to be in her late 20s or early 30s. She's wearing a scarf, a purple sweater, jeans, and leg warmers. That's a pretty distinct outfit. And it's also the outfit that Margie was wearing the day she disappeared. When they search the area, detectives find no purse or ID telling them who she is. There was nothing at that crime scene that indicated any kind of a struggle. Any tire tracks or footprints had been covered again by snow, so we weren't able to obtain anything else. Not only are things covered because of the weather, but it's also almost unbearable to be out there looking for things at that time because of the temperatures. Deputies must move her frozen body carefully without disturbing any potential evidence. Once the body was brought out of the river, a cursory examination did not indicate any blunt force trauma. It didn't look like any clothing had been removed or ripped or torn. There's no way you could determine cause of death. But investigators have a hunch they're dealing with foul play. It was obvious that, that, that somehow she just ended up there off the bridge. There's no vehicle there, so it's really unlikely that she walked to this deserted area in freezing temperatures without a purse, without any belongings. It seems incredibly suspicious. It was decided that we should take the body to the morgue immediately so decomposition doesn't start too quickly. Thinking the body may be Margie Coffey, investigators asked her family to come in for an identification, and it's as they suspected. They were hurt, obviously. They lost their daughter, and they were handling it as well as anybody could handle it in, in those circumstances. Detectives soon find their first big lead in Margie Coffey's case. So you look at this car, this snow becomes a piece of evidence. It, it's leading me to think in a new direction. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In January 1988, 32-year-old single mother Margie Coffey went missing in Mansfield, Ohio for nearly 10 bitterly cold days. It had dropped from the low 40s to below freezing. On January 25th and 26th, four inches of snow fell, and it remained on the ground until the 29th when it began to melt. You know, as temperatures warmed up, this kind of allowed the Boy Scouts to see her body in that frozen creek. Mansfield detectives hope an autopsy will give them clues as to how she died. Unfortunately, they'll have to wait for her body to thaw. And we were able to put the body into the cooler to maintain the preservation of the body itself. The temperature is raised uh, very slowly. As the body thaws, uh, the temperature is brought to a room temperature, and then they can conduct the autopsy. Meanwhile, they go back to Margie's missing persons investigation. days before, after Margie's mother filed a missing persons report, Butler Police, the Richland County Sheriff, and Mansfield Police joined forces to find her. We checked a number of places, uh, talked to a lot of people, and uh, tried to locate some information on her whereabouts. And we did check with the university, but that was unsuccessful. Of course, they checked with her ex-husband, friends, other family members got nothing. So they decided to stop at her frequent hangout, Mr. T's coffee shop. The investigators did stop by uh, Mr. T's and talk to him uh, because she did have a habit of going by there on her way home. And that's when they got their first big lead. So the owner, he tells them Margie had actually been there the previous night. She went over there and she had gotten her books out. She was working on some things for class. The owner had seen her in there with books leaving about 1140. I don't believe Mr. T ever indicated that there was anything unusual. He said that night there were several Mansfield police officers in there. Mr. T's was frequented constantly by law enforcement. Police officers would go in there and on their shift and either get a sandwich or pick up coffee. Well, there were rumors to the effect that she liked policemen and she had, uh, I believe, affairs with a couple of them. Investigators soon discovered that one was a retired officer named Robert Lemon. Margie and Robert Lemon had a relationship prior to him retiring from the police department. And another was Lieutenant Charles Oswald, who happened to be at Mr. T's that night. The owner did see Lieutenant Oswald there that night. He didn't see any conversation between them. 
and she seemed to act pretty normal. He did say that Lieutenant Oswald left and then uh, she left shortly afterwards. But before investigators reached out to either of them, they found another big clue. After seeing the bolo on Margie's car, a police officer spotted it parked not far from the Mansfield Police Department and Mr. T's coffee shop, but there was no sign of Margie. The car had no snow underneath it, which tells them what? Well, it hadn't been moved since the last snowstorm. So you look at this car and this snow is speaking to you. This snow becomes a piece of evidence. It, it's leading me to think in a new direction. The last time it snowed was on the 21st. It had snowed around 3.30 a.m. and covered the ground with several inches. This told police that something must have happened to her between 11.40 when she left Mr. T's and 3.30 a.m. The car was uh, completely intact as far as the contents were concerned. She stopped at a grocery store and picked up some groceries and there was a coffee cup from Mr. T's. That heightened your suspicions even more that she not only would leave the car, that she would leave the groceries that she just bought. So it was clear that she had intended to return and to go home. She had clearly had not intended to abandon her vehicle and leave it where it was found. With concerns rising, Mansfield police towed the car back to the station for processing. Next, they focus on clearing Margie's previous boyfriends, former officer Robert Lemon and Lieutenant Charles Oswald. The investigative team looking for Margie Coffee soon found themselves investigating one of their own. It was very devastating to have to investigate him. It takes its toll on a, a small police department like this. Welcome to Fail Better. David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Bite clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. 
Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. On January 30th, police arrive in Mansfield, Richland County, Ohio, where Margie Coffey's body has been found in an icy creek 10 days after her mysterious disappearance. There had been varying amounts of snow and ice and below freezing temperatures gripping the area for weeks. Although her body is frozen and well-preserved by the ice, investigators must wait for her body to defrost for a final autopsy. As the body thaws, the decomposition occurs very quickly, so they have to be very quick about it. Meanwhile, investigators from Richland County and Mansfield Police Department go back to her missing persons case. Investigators learned that Margie had vanished sometime after 11.40 p.m. when she left Mr. T's coffee shop and 3.30 a.m. when it started snowing. Her car obviously hadn't been moved since the last snowstorm. They could pinpoint the time that she had parked it there. The car was abandoned down at a bar not far from the police department. After that, the trail went cold. Since one of her recent exes is former police officer Robert Lemon and the other is Lieutenant Charles Oswald, investigators start with them. Don't rule out anybody. What you do is narrow it down to more possible suspects and you look for a motive. Police knew that Lemon had left on disability the year before and he was working as a private investigator. So they begin with him. Over the next week, Investigators sat down with Lemon several times. Lemon revealed that he and Margie had recently ended a long-term romance. Lemon had actually uh, just met up, met up with her on the street. It was an off-and-on type of relationship. It wasn't something we were aware of. It was on and off again for approximately five years. At one point in Margie and Robert Lemon's relationship, they did move in together. Lemon said he was married but had separated from his wife at the time. He says he cared for her deeply, that he even gave her money from time to time. Since joining the Jehovah Witnesses, she wouldn't have anything to do with him because he was married. Robert always had a very soft spot in his heart for Margie. There were times he would go by and visit her, make sure that everything was okay. Lemon told detectives that he and Margie broke up two years before because he decided to work on his marriage. She wanted to be a part of his life, but uh, things didn't work out and they moved forward from one another. Lemon said the last time he spoke to Margie on the phone was the 12th. And when he spoke to her, she seemed perfectly fine. They asked him where he was the night of the 20th when Margie was last seen. Lemon claimed that he was at home working on his car by eight o'clock. And he stayed there the entire night with his wife and kids. Lemon seemed to be very concerned about her and what happened to her. But investigators had to check his alibi to be sure. Next, detective spoke with Lieutenant Oswald to see if he knew anything about Margie's disappearance. 
Lieutenant Charles Oswald was a decorated Vietnam veteran and on the Mansfield Police Department was a uh, pretty much considered a no-nonsense police officer and was the second shift commander. He's a well-respected uh, police officer, the kind of guy you could depend on. And I think he had a pretty good understanding of the law. It was our understanding that he had had a relationship with Margie Coffey. The married father of two admitted that he knew Margie from her previous brushes with the law. He admits that he had a fling with her, but it was eight years ago and that it was nothing serious. When asked about the night that Margie went missing, Oswald said he was working as the night watch commander. Charlie Oswald always worked a night shift, so he would have come in be at 11 o'clock p.m. to work until the following morning. He said he stopped at Mr. T's at the start of his shift. And while he's there, what does he see? He sees Margie coming out of the bathroom. Roosevelt indicated that he had seen her in the restaurant, but he had not talked to her. He left the coffee shop around 11.40, and that was corroborated by the owner of the restaurant. He said after he left, he worked the rest of the night. He had got some information on a drug transaction that was going on or some drug deal that was happening. You know, he's pretty nonchalant about all the questions and very forthright. He seems like he's got nothing to hide. To be thorough, police knew they'd have to check his alibi, as well as Robert Lemons. Unfortunately, they still had no idea where Margie was, but the next day, that would change. The following day, Margie's body is found frozen in a creek off Possum Run Road by Boy Scouts. After allowing her frozen solid body to thaw for an entire day, now they're ready for the autopsy. During the autopsy, uh, the clothes, clothing is removed. There was a scarf around her neck. She was wearing uh, some kind of sweater and, and blue jeans and leg warmers. Police sent her clothing to the FBI crime lab for processing. We were looking for trace evidence to see if there could be any associations drawn with respect to Miss Coffey and where she may have been. The forensic pathologist begins his examination, and thanks to the cold weather, her body is in perfect condition. The length of time the body is actually frozen is a very big benefit to, to the investigation. A body that's frozen in ice is essentially frozen in time, along with the state of their body when they died and any clues with how they died. There were no stab wounds, no bullet holes, nothing like that. I don't recall any defensive wounds or uh, actual evidence of a struggle. The head had a, a slight abrasion to it, but that wasn't conducive to the death. There is a possibility that a, a blow to the head would have rendered her somewhat unconscious, but the cause of death was manual strangulation. The scarf was very tightly uh, encased around her neck. That, that will, will generally break the, the small bone in the neck and, and cause, cause death in a pretty short period of time. The manner of death points to something personal. Those sorts of deaths, strangulation, is often done in the heat of passion out of anger. And it's a very easy situation to just reach up and start strangling someone. Unfortunately, because the body was frozen, finding the time of death is more challenging. 
That makes it really hard for investigators to verify alibis. And what they do know is she was at the coffee shop at 1140. So whatever happened must have happened right after that. But one thing is certain. Detectives' missing persons case has now turned into a homicide investigation. And that just increases their drive to find out who did this to Margie. With a former Mansfield police officer and a current lieutenant on the police force as possible persons of interest, the investigative team must tread lightly. Within law enforcement, the more rank you have as an officer, the more difficult it is to try and get information out of other police officers because of potential retaliation. Thanks to the icy conditions surrounding Margie's murder, an unexpected frozen clue clinches the case. The weather preserved one of the most crucial pieces of evidence. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting. But Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. After single mom Margie Coffey was found frozen in a creek in Richland County, Ohio, after being strangled with her own scarf, investigators are now on the hunt for her killer. The day after the autopsy, police learned from the FBI lab that they found something interesting on Margie's clothes. They said they found two red fibers frozen to her leg warmers. Luckily, just as her body went into the creek, temperatures dropped and froze not just her body, but also any fibers stuck to her clothes. And so it was just absolutely extraordinary that they were able to recover at least a few fibers. According to the lab, these red fibers were trilobal, likely from a carpet. It's the first major break in the case. We knew those red carpet fibers were critical. Where may it come from? How did it get here? We started looking for red carpet fibers in vehicles as well as any homes that we processed. Investigators immediately revisit their two possible persons of interest, former police officer Robert Lemon and Lieutenant Charles Oswald. Both cooperate fully. Permission was given from uh, Lieutenant Oswald and Lemon to retrieve uh, hair and blood and saliva samples. Detectives process Robert Lemon's van and Lieutenant Oswald's Watch Commander police cruiser. Their cars were examined and forensically, and uh, there was no evidence in either one of them. Technicians take samples of the carpet from both vehicles and send to the FBI for comparison. 
While detectives wait for the results, they work on verifying the alibis of Lemon and Oswald. Investigators are able to confirm that Robert Lemon was actually home on the night Margie disappeared. He was thoroughly investigated, and we could make no connection with Margie and this homicide. To verify Oswald's, investigators interview all the Mansfield officers who worked the night Margie disappeared, and one of them has a very interesting story to tell. One officer did say that he had seen the lieutenant walking across the street with plain clothes on from that direction of where the car would have been found. And uh, he tried to talk to him, and he just walked by him and, and kept going. So they looked up Oswald's report, and what they found was hand-typed notes. He was conducting drug surveillance across that street. Well, I became very suspicious. That's not something you do as a shift lieutenant. You don't shift into your plain clothes and go conduct an investigation. He didn't indicate to the drug unit about suspicious activity in that particular area. Through more interviews, investigators learned that Oswald and Margie had been seeing a lot of each other lately, but not in a good way. They find out that she filed a paternity suit against him in September 1986, claiming that he was the father of her six-year-old child. And look, she wanted welfare. She wanted that child to be taken care of. As part of obtaining a welfare at that time, any woman who had a child that was born out of wedlock had to agree to pursue a paternity action against the potential father or known father of the child. Things became extraordinarily tense in terms of their interaction. There was a lot of animosity coming from Charlie. Investigators learn, according to the paternity suit, Oswald was ordered to do a DNA test. Charles Oswald had taken the blood test. He was the father of this boy. This was not a public matter at this particular point, something that his wife did not know about. When investigators asked Oswald about this paternity suit, he doesn't deny it. In fact, he says he's the father. They're working it out. He kind of indicated that that wasn't anything that was a big problem, that he was going to make monthly payments. But now that Margie's dead, he's off the hook. To detectives, it looks a lot like motive. Well, I had known Lieutenant Oswald for many years, and he was just a good policeman. To think that we're now turning our investigation towards him was very, very difficult. Everything they have is really circumstantial evidence. So they're going to need a lot more to bring charges against a police lieutenant. And they're about to get it. Two days later, when the FBI lab results come back, it's as investigators feared. The carpet fibers they found on Margie's clothing match the carpet from Lieutenant Oswald's cruiser. It became very obvious that Margie, shortly before her death, had been in that cruiser, uh, which she never should have been, based upon the information that Charlie Oswald gave. That's scientific information that really can't be uh, disputed. It, it's something that uh, is very incriminating. On February 25th, 
Lieutenant Charles Oswalt is suspended from the force and arrested for aggravated premeditated murder and abuse of a corpse. The entire county is stunned. Well, the response of the community was pretty devastating. I don't think they trusted the police department as much. At his arraignment, Oswalt pleads not guilty. Oswalt denies he had anything to do with Margie's disappearance or death. Uh, he maintains his innocence. The question now is whether or not a jury will feel the same way. Circumstantial evidence is some of the strongest evidence you'll ever come up with. When Margie Coffey, a 32-year-old single mother of two, vanished on a freezing January night, icy temperatures and snow preserved her body for 10 days while it lay in a frozen creek. The lack of decomposition was a gift to the coroner because it allowed him to identify her and identify the cause of death. But it was the fibers that led them right to Lieutenant Charles Oswalt. It was instantly preserved when the body went into the water. We were very, very uh, fortunate to have that occur that time of year. In this case, the ice became one of the most important elements in solving this crime. On June 6, 1988, Oswald goes to trial for Margie's murder. Prosecutors present their case and paint a picture of a man who abused his power in the police force to cover up his crimes. He didn't want anybody to know that he had an affair and he fathered a child with another woman. He knew it would hurt his career and his marriage. After the DNA results came back, Oswald knew he had to do something. He was very threatening and intimidating toward Margie, telling her that he was never going to acknowledge the fact that he was the father of the child. They began the paternity action against him so that he can be required to pay child support for this child and when it's deducted from your pay, your spouse finds out. So he decided to pay her off the next time he saw her with $5,000 he had saved. That's when he noticed her at Mr. T's on January 20th. I don't know if there had been an arrangement at that point, let's go outside and talk about this, or if she just decided to pack up and leave and Charlie Oswald waited for her. I think they met outside, and he got her to get into his cruiser. And then we believe the homicide actually happened in the cruiser. And he tried to pay her off with that money. He's like, look, you can have it all. I do not want this publicized. I think she was not happy with what he said, and she threatened uh, to expose him uh, to his family and his friends and his police officers, and he just wasn't going to have that. He completely lost uh, his mind about it and ended up uh, strangling her uh, in a fit of rage. I can't imagine what goes through someone's mind at that point. Then he tried to cover up his crime and come up with an alibi. He then placed her body in the back or somewhere and took her keys and drove her car down to where it was located. And then walked back up. That's when the officers saw him and he then transported her body in his vehicle to this creek down in the Butler area. With the scarf he strangled her with, still tight around her neck, they believe 
He then tossed her body off the bridge into the icy waters below. And one of the most crucial pieces of evidence, carpet fibers from his police cruiser are frozen to her leg warmers. And then luckily, after the icy temperatures for so many days, her body and the fiber evidence were perfectly preserved, leading investigators right to Oswald. Had there not been a very cold weather and a freezing, that evidence would have been lost, and we probably might not have even uh, been able to, to bring it to trial. But the defense team argues that they did not prove that Oswald had actually killed Margie. That we did not prove at all that he had done this, let alone beyond a reasonable doubt. And it's a typical defense. On June 27th, after eight hours of deliberation, the jury comes back with a guilty verdict, but not for aggravated murder. The jury came back with a verdict of guilty to the charge of voluntary manslaughter and abuse of a corpse. So the jury in this case does not believe it's a premeditated crime and that he meant to kill her. They felt that it happened in the heat of the moment in the heat of passion. Charles Oswald was sentenced to 10 to 25 years for voluntary manslaughter and one year for abuse of a corpse. It was all because of not wanting his wife to know that he was involved with another woman and not wanting to pay the monetary consequences of that. And it is a total shame. After serving only 16 years, on March 15, 2004, Oswald is released from prison but Margie's family is still left with a huge hole in their hearts. And that is such an injustice to her. She, uh, she did not deserve the way she died. Um, she deserved to raise her children and to live out her life. And it was, So unfair. In the end, thanks to the weather, Margie's killer was caught and punished. Even as smart as he was with his police training, he couldn't outsmart the weather. 